0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic are in Champions League qualifying action As KR Reykjavik come to visit James Tavernier says Rangers will learn lessons from their Livingston disappointment And Ross McCrory swaps Ibrooks for Aberdeen I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna And Celtic's path to the Champions League group starts tonight Gordon, KR Reykjavik at Celtic Park with Djurgården off Berenge Faros to follow next week Derek McInnes is backed, Neil Lennon with criticism of the comments of Hibs owner Ron Gordon over a potential points deduction and Rangers managed to lose two points of their own at Livingston on Sunday and James Tavernier's correct they will have to learn lessons Yeah, disappointing for Rangers but congratulations to Livingston I thought they were excellent I thought they battled away Gordon tonight uh, Celtic are back in action they'll be looking forward to that after giving the week off or, but I don't think it'll affect them last game was last Sunday you know, seven, nine days so I think they'll be in fine form They'll have organised, trained One or two niggle injuries back And I think they'll be looking for a positive result tonight at home 0141 951 1025 That is the number you need to get in touch So give us a call Let us know what is on your mind And if you would rather tweet You can do that as well At Clyde SSB It is a big game night Champions League qualification action In the east end of Glasgow Sadly uh, None of you can go along But I'm sure you'll still be Watching, listening where possible So let us know What you're expecting What type of performance What type of result Who should play Who shouldn't play What about the fact that it's one-legged The fact that Celtic haven't Played in the last couple of weeks So many factors going into this game 0141 951 1025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Give us a call Roger We do um, What's that really annoying phrase Unprecedented times That we've heard so many times Over the last five months But The Champions League qualifiers like this Usually come In the summer Back in July And there's a nervousness about how do our teams cope? Are they up to speed? Could they be liable to a slip up because it's coming so early in pre-season? That's not there because Celtic have played a couple of league games But then they've not played as many as they would have liked because of Bolly Ball and Golly um, There are no fans, it's one-legged, it's just a very different feel to this qualification well, This week and next week, Gordon, this is what we are going to refer on the show as No Excuse August One game the draw could not have been kinder to the Scottish teams. Celtic at home to KR Reykjavik, who has played even less football than Celtic have this season. Then at home to either Ferenc Varos or Djurgården, who go head-to-head tomorrow night. Motherwell at home next week to either Glen Torren or a little team from the Faroes. And Aberdeen at home against Barry Town, more famous for Gavin and Stacey than they are for football. <laughs> and another little team from the North Atlantic. If Celtic... Aberdeen and Motherwell are not still in European competition in the month of September. We're as well just shutting Scottish football. 0141 What are you thinking ahead of Celtic against KR Reykjavik? Like I said, give us your predictions, your thoughts on a potential lineup, anything else that's on your mind. Uh, and we've got lots more to hear from uh, throughout the course of the show here until 8 o'clock. So 0141 Get in touch quickly. Let's go to Celtic Park. A lot quieter. Than it usually would be on a European night Let's speak to Andrew McLean 
Yeah, very quiet here indeed, and I'm not going to make any Hugh Keevan-style declarations by betting my house on it or anything, but this should, on paper, be a pretty straightforward night for Celtic. KR Reykjavik are the most successful team in the history of Icelandic football. They did win the league last season, but they're a part-time team whose manager has already commented on the golf and quality he's expecting tonight. Runar Christensen says a win for them would be on par with what is arguably the most famous moment in Icelandic football history when the national team beat England in 2016. He was also in charge when Reykjavik lost lost 5-0 on aggregate to Celtic in a Champions League qualifier six years ago. The home tie for Celtic was played in front of a busy crowd at Murrayfield that day. Very different circumstances here, of course, in an empty Celtic park and with, of course, it being a one-legged tie as well. Interesting to see how that changes the psychology of things. If it does at all, do Reykjavik just go for it with no return tie? It's a possibility, but maybe more likely that they'll sit in and hope to limit Celtic as much as possible and try and nick something late on. Celtic will be hoping for an easier night than that, of course. They'll be without Lee Griffiths. Mikey Johnson's still out as well. You won't be surprised to hear that Volleyball and Golly wasn't given a place in the Champions League squad for tonight. But Albion Ayeti is expected to be on the bench tonight and could come on to make his debut. I'll bring you full team news when it drops. Yeah, full team news to come from Andrew McLean at Celtic Park. It's 0141-951-1025 to share your thoughts. Um, Roger, there is always a, a sort of risky no-win element to these stages of European qualification because... Like Andrew mentions, whether it be other teams or Celtic on this occasion, they are overwhelming favourites. It's part-time opposition. No excuses, as you said. Um, that doesn't mean it can't go wrong. And, and we, we've unfortunately seen occasions where that's happened in the past. No, it won't go wrong. I like stand, your stand on me, Gordon. It won't go wrong. We have seen it go wrong in the past. The likes of Koneski Nomads beating Angelo Alessio's Kilmarnock a year ago when Greg Taylor was in the Kelly squad, of course, at the time. This can't go wrong. Sometimes I think we underestimate the quality, um, especially in the two old firm teams. Celtic reached the knockout stages of the Europa League in the season gone past. Rangers got to the last 16. Of the Europa League in the season just gone past Celtic will not slip up at home to Reykjavik And I'm pretty confident as well Aberdeen and Motherwell won't slip up next week either And we can only hope that the draw continues To throw up these nice home ties for the teams Also when Rangers enter in the next round They get nice home ties as well And wouldn't it be great to see more than just Celtic and Rangers Contesting the group stages of competitions this autumn hey, Roger is extremely confident Celtic mm. fans I wonder if you are as confident as he is Or if there's any room whatsoever For a little bit of trepidation Ahead of kick-off Give us a call right now And let us know Usual number 01419511025 uh, For what it's worth Gordon um, You can see where the confidence comes from Yeah of course you can uh, Interesting to hear Andrew saying that he wouldn't bet his house it When he lives with his mum and dad But that's an elsewhere <laughs> Um, no, I read, I I read, um, I read the quotes of my old teammate Jim Bet. He uh, knows that um, you know the game very well over there, and he feels that Celtic will have a comfortable night. I don't think not playing for what nine ten days will matter at all to them. I think Celtic players will just be itching to get back on the grass, Gordon. Uh, and I do see them getting a few goals tonight. Yeah, does the bolly ball and golly layoff, Roger, have? Any impact whatsoever Even in a positive sense Even adding that extra Chomping at the bit no, To get out there For the Celtic players Listen I'm all for positivity Around Celtic tonight But nothing Bolly Bolling golly Has contributed <laughs> In the last two weeks Has been positive 
on any level, Gordon. Um, I don't think it'll affect you. When he crossed the white line to kick off tonight, volleyball and goalie wouldn't have been in the team anyway. He got three minutes, I think, at the end at Rugby Park a couple of weeks ago. Um, not high up in Neil Lennon's plans. Um, what has happened has been a severe irritation to everyone at Celtic Football Club. Um, you've seen the club statement. You've heard Neil Lennon speak. Um, you've now heard the captain, Scott Brown, speak in the Celtic TV interview last night. He didn't look um, as if he was going to spare the blushes of his teammate. So there is no positive spin to be put on the Bolly and Goalie episode. All Celtic can do is get back to business tonight and win the game. This is the perfect time to get your call in because we're going to get the pre-match thoughts of Neil Lennon and then we could hear from you next. Well, they haven't played for, you know, I think they played Friday and then before that they did a you know, two-week shutdown as well. So, you know, for me, the game's all about us. We're at home. Um, it's one leg. So our preparation has been good, even though you know we've, we missed out on a couple of games, which would have helped. But, um, you know, we've, we've given plenty of respect to Reykjavik, but I'm expecting a strong performance from ourselves. Well, it's one of the priorities of the season, really, so you know, I think the players will be fully focused on that. I think it's important for them. Obviously, it's important for the club. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've, we've had a long time now back in you know, training. We've only had two competitive games, so I think this game is really important for a lot of reasons. Let's speak to Alec, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What are you thinking ahead of tonight, Alec? Hi, how are we doing, lads? Good. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching the game tonight. It feels like an eternity uh, since the the Kilmarnock game. Uh, I think we'll we'll win it comfortably without being too overconfident. Uh, of course, uh, I'd like to see us getting back to the the three five two. Uh, we've all seen the boy at some at some stage of the game, <clears throat> and I obviously just checked on my Celtic news pages that Celtic are, are hoping to put another bid in for the boy Turnbull again. Uh, just what you're thinking of that Alright let's split them in two Gordon The team tonight uh, I think Alec could well be right Albion Ayeti at some point Maybe making his Celtic debut Don't think he will start the game So will it be just the The usual semi-predictable Celtic team? Yeah if he goes to Then Kamala comes into his thinking I don't think that'll happen Gordon I think he'll start with The one up top Usual formation The 4-2-3-1 and then obviously hoping to get a few goals, change it about a little bit, get some uh, minutes into some players' legs, get them onto the pitch, get them going again. Uh, so Neil Lennon will be looking to take a lot of positives out tonight's game. I'll take on the second part of Alex's point, David Turnbull. No, we'll get um, to that. Well, let, let's give them both the, and tim- and tim- the, the, the attention listen, they deserve. Neil Lennon said yesterday a Yeti wouldn't start the game. And I'm pronouncing it a Yeti because... Some of our listeners mm-hmm. have gone onto social media mm-hmm. saying they don't want me getting involved in another big Chris debacle. Exactly. With our friend Ayer. So it's Ayer and, and it's Ayeti. Ayeti. Uh-huh. He'll get it right from the start before he's even made his debut. Um, Neil Lennon said he'll come on, he'll come off the bench. I think it'll be 4 2 3 1. I think in all probability it'll be the same team that played started the game at Kilmarnock a couple of weeks ago. And Celtic should be comfortable by half time. Nice chance for Ayeti to come on at some stage in the second half. Maybe even. Twisting the system a bit to, to finish 3-5-2 But I think we'll start 4-2-3-1 Alec it's uncertain times No crowd One-legged Celtic haven't played But is the Is the on paper gulf Between the sides enough To just Forget about all that stuff Well On paper you know Celtic are the overwhelming favourites And we, we should go through But we've seen in the past uh, Cup games Scottish Cup Whatever League Cup You know It's 90 minutes 
So Celtic need to be professional. You know, we need to we need to just, just you know get the win. We need to get a performance as well. I would like to see could get get a performance. You know, uh, I would like to see he's getting back to the way we were playing against uh, Hamilton in our first game. You know, getting the goals because goals breed confidence. Uh, and then, like you say, getting getting other players on the pitch and getting them some minutes because obviously, you know, they were they've, they've been. Laid up for a bit Yeah I mean Gordon We've all watched with interest The last couple of weeks You know these one-legged Affairs in Europe Clearly It leaves no room for error Because you, you can't make up Make it up in a second leg I, Again though Is it the fact that That one leg Is at Celtic Park Is that where the impact sh- Shouldn't be felt quite as much You know if you had one leg Away from home At a tricky venue You'd maybe feel you, the, the pressure a bit more Yeah you couldn't ask for a better Game tonight Gordon um, Coming off of what you would probably say was a disappointing performance against Kilmarnock, but all, all fairness, I thought Kilmarnock on the day played well and made it very difficult for Celtic. So they'll be looking to bounce back, and if you can get a part-time team at home to kick off, then there's no excuses whatsoever. They will play the very uh, their very strong side. They've got an option there. They've got a very strong bench, get players on. So there'll be no excuses tonight. I'm with Roger. I think that Neil Lennon will be looking. I think importantly tonight as well, Gordon, I think they'll score goals. I think they've got to start keeping clean sheets at the back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was noticeable even in the Hamilton game. Now, people focus on the way Nicky Kabamba set about Julian and Ayer in the game at Rugby Park. There were chan- Hamilton had chances You know it, it, 2-1 in the game In the opening weekend of the season I think it was David Moy Who just tried to find a gompo in the box And just but It could have been 2-2 Before Celtic Sort of pulled away from Hamilton So they, they are Offering hope To the opposition I don't think tonight's opposition Is capable of Taking that hope okay. uh, Alec your second point was in David Turnbull What specifically Do you want to know? Well obviously last year you know, the boy was all set up, ready to come to Celtic. You know, massive disappointment from uh, Scott Brown's not getting any younger. I've been watching the boy Turnbull since, uh, since obviously the season started. And he's been about his business uh, quite well. So I would like to see that style of player, you know, coming to Celtic. I'm fed up with all the good Scottish boys going down the road and obviously getting a big earner, you know what I mean? I would like to see Celtic give him the package, you know, that he's worth, and getting him in, and you know, telling him that he's got a that he's got a future, and he knows, you know, uh, the Bruni spot in the next year or two is going to be up for grabs for somebody. So if he's the guy for it, you know, he's he's if he gets if he gets it this transfer line, you know, he's got to make sure that you know that the guy that, that, that that's his jersey. I think Celtic will sign David Turnbull um, In no way, shape or form Is he the new Scott Brown He's a completely different player I think when Scott Brown goes And there's no sign of Scott Brown Going anytime soon I think either The lad Sorrow Who came in in January Will be the replacement Or Celtic will go and get another replacement David Turnbull is a far more Offensive minded player Plays in the front foot You saw how well he played Against Hibs At Easter Road At the weekend He's coming back to form I think Gavin Strachan Was there watching him on Celtic's behalf um, Celtic have already spent £9.5 million In this window At a time when Covid-19 has caused financial problems Across the game It would not surprise me To see A player Perhaps Olivier and Cham Leave the club before the 5th of October For a large sum of money And that money going to bring in David Turnbull A left back and a centre back 
Um, I know th- one thing for sure, Gordon, and Motherwell fans will not thank me for saying this, is he will certainly leave the club because he's, he's better and bigger than what Motherwell is. Um, he's a fantastic talent. And it was unfortunate what happened to the boy. He was all set up. I thought it was a fantastic piece of business for Motherwell and Celtic and the boy. And unfortunately, we all know what happened. He's back playing. Uh, he's just a terrific talented boy. He's one of the best midfield players in Scotland. Um, there's no argument with that. So if Celtic don't come calling for him, I'm sure other teams will. Yeah, I mean, it's early in the season. He is still getting used to being back in the first team and playing every week. Motherwell haven't been... Brilliant, not even close to brilliant. But are, are we still seeing signs that he personally is is getting back to that level? He certainly did. He did it Easter Road. Um, I don't think he really did up at Dingwall that first Monday of the season. He was for me, he was played out of position. Um, Motherwell collectively had a sluggish start. You could see them on Saturday beginning to emerge from that sluggish start. They were the better team against the Hibs side that had won their first three games, and Turnbull. Was one of the better players in the better team. So quite clearly, he's getting back to. A bit of the form he showed at the tail end of the season before last But mm. you have to remember exactly how good he was At the end of the season before last he Young a, player he, of the year He's a player, Roger yeah, uh, you scored, know, And scored, scored some terrific goals And, and it, was just, it was the fulcrum of everything good about that Motherwell team Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Celtic went in and, and took the boy uh, again uh, he's, he's just got so much talent um, As you said, Roger, I thought like you at Ross County didn't suit him there. He's got to be the main figure in there. Some of the through balls for, I think, for instance, if he goes to Celtic, just say Celtic, I think some of the, 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 the balls for Edward, for instance, making that movement would be sensational for, for him. I just think he's a, a terrific talent and I think it'll be a big loss tomorrow when he goes. We don't want him to go, but money talks and I'm sure mm. clubs will start coming in for If you keep one. trying to move him on you'll get turned away at the, the no, Strathclyde no, Park border not, when you try and get no, back I'm to try, I'm border try, control what I'm, what I'm doing I'm, I'm upping the price right, for okay. the well as well because somebody's but, got to come uh, for him but I'm upping the price and, and, and listen Motherwell will want to do a deal as well because that is what the Motherwell model is based on bringing in money from cup runs which you've done successfully in the last two or three years and selling yeah. a player, if not every window, at least once you know, at least once a year. It's a good question, Alec. One to watch in the next couple of months, I'm sure. John is also a Celtic fan. What are you thinking ahead of tonight, John? I see uh, if I can touch on there. We talk about the Motherwell players. Now, I, I, that's not my point, but just when you're talking, I know that uh, Roger said uh, David Turnbull is a more offensive player. But I think it'd be good for Celtic to go for a young boy Campbell and get Scott Brown to groom him into that position because he's a great, he's a great player. Oh, John, just, I mean? just take the full midfield uh, while you're at yeah. it. Why don't you? Fancy no, the goalkeeper? <laughs> no, I don't really know much about the goalkeeper. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, my point being, Gordon and Roger and Gordon, nice to talk to you again. Um, I've said for a wee while here about uh, see the night I would play Hamed at the, the, the right hand side and push Frimpong on and drop James Forrest. I know Gordon's a big fan of James oh, Forrest. I'm John, myself, John, 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 come on. Honestly, Please. Gordon, give the guy a chance to go one forward. No, no, no. I, mean, I think Frimpong will play tonight, right? I think he'll play. But you're at home and you're talking about you'll have the, most of the possession. You're wanting a bit of width because they'll sit in. You're wanting width to create chances. James Forrest's record at Celtic's brilliant. Now, I know that everybody's got their own opinion of players and sometimes it's split with James Forrest. There's a lot of Celtic supporters come on. I'm totally against that. I think James Forrest is a terrific player for Celtic. He gives so much. He scores goals, assists. 
So I'm sorry I would not start giving it Well we'll stick for him Pong and see if he can play Forrest is one of the main men He's in there as far as I'm concerned John yeah, well, I, I know what you're saying Gordon But I honestly think Would you call it uh, we Frimpong deserves a wee push forward because I think Hamid's a great he's a good defender I think he's a better defender than Frimpong obviously because obviously Frimpong gave us more going forward yeah but I, I don't I don't think Hamid. tonight John sorry for cutting in I don't think tonight you'll really need great defenders there I think you'll need people especially in the wide areas because remember you've got Brown and McGregor who sit in that midfield area and just protect everything keep everything going which allows the two fullbacks Taylor and Frimpong to get really high up the pitch Forrest will come in and cause problems so I can't see why you would even suggest saying you know leave out Forrest Obviously, he's a good defender, but obviously, I think Ahmed, me, Ahmed, I know the night maybe, well, you're saying he'll, he'll, he maybe won't get attacked as much, but I think playing Ahmed there, he's more protection to Iron and Julian, you know what I mean? Come on, John, sorry, I'll let Roger in, but no, no, come on. If you're telling me that they too need protection tonight against a part-time team from Iceland, they shouldn't be wearing a Celtic jersey, John. I, I think going forward, we spoke about it last Thursday night. That's number one. Going forward, I think Celtic will go back to a three-five-two, and until a replacement signed for Joseph Simonovic, it'll probably be Elhamid. I, I agree with you. I think Elhamid's a very good defender. I think he's been underrated, and I think he's been unlucky with injuries. So if that's the back three, then there's only going to be space for either Forrest or Frimpong wide right all day long. I would go James Forrest. John, yeah. all day long. John, yeah. thank you for getting in touch. 0141 This is the perfect time to call. We're going to hear Rangers fans from your captain, James Tavernier. He's coming up next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL's here. Roger Hanna is alongside him. And you can get in touch on 0141 We are on Twitter as well, at Clyde SSB. Let's hear from the Rangers captain, James Tavernier. He says they'll need to take lessons from the Livingston game going into Saturday's clash with Kilmarnock. Drop points on Sunday But he's been happy With the start to the season From a defensive point of view Yeah it's frustrating You know To drop two points And not come away with the answers To put the right amount of quality In the final third's disappointing We dominated the, the possession Dominated the game um, Limited chances for them um, But we got You know Just disappointed We didn't find the answers um, In the final third We always concentrate on ourselves And you know Our first and foremost Is you know We try and come to every game And win three points And didn't get the answers In the final third And you know We're disappointed that You know The talent that we Got on the pitch, we didn't we didn't find the answers to you know to, to be more clinical in front of the goal. I thought the keeper made a great save for bonus free kick, but you know I didn't feel that we maybe tested him enough. You know it's his first game of the season. I didn't feel we maybe tested him, especially first half. Um, but you know we know that we're going to have a similar game next week against Kilmarnock, so we've got a week to really train hard and work hard um, throughout the whole team and just be better. Well, I believe that in in all the other aspects, the physical side, and you know I thought we we dominated the whole game. You know the. You know, maybe last season they might have had a couple of chances, but you know, with limiting teams, especially the start of the season, with you know, we've hardly any chances. So you know, that, that's a plus side as a as a team in general for defending wise. But you know, we we've got to be more clinical. Uh, Gordon, clearly a lot of disappointment surrounding the result on Sunday. We heard a lot of it um, on last night's show, and that's just where we're at with the expectation levels in this part of the world, and of course everything that's at stake at the moment. 
Yeah um, I've got to say As a game Wasn't A classic um, A lot of people say Well it never is And They give the excuse Of the pitch And I've got uh, Livingston They looked organised Going I watched them First game of season At St Mirren They were poor um, I don't think They got off to a great start But at home And I said it uh, Against You know the Rangers And said Players lift themselves It's better with a crowd in Whether it's 5,000 Rangers supporters or, or not As a player You like a bit of atmosphere You like a bit of crowd But they got about Rangers They made it very difficult Rangers had all the possession uh, But As the captain said there In the final third the spark just was not there There were too many players missing Let's get the view of Derek On the line Who's a Rangers fan How's it going Derek? Uh, good evening Paris. Uh, I've said for two seasons Stephen Gerrard's not the man for the job But I've heard the same guff For the same players For now two seasons What Didn't guff? What, 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 what guff do you speak of? Well uh, they learn my lessons And this and that From Tavernier the other night but I've heard that same story For the last two seasons I can tell you how Livingston's going to play. After half an hour, he should be changing that whole system. He's just going back to front. This nonsense is trying to play football all the time. Clearly does not work. And Steven Gerrard is not the man to stop 10 in a row. I'm telling you right now, he's not the man to stop 10 in a row. Steven Gerrard is a failure as a Rangers manager. And I've said this continuously, Gordon, and you can trace back for the last two seasons. Steven Gerrard is not the man to take Rangers forward. Derek, who is the man to take Rangers forward in your opinion then? Well, are you telling me Derek McInnes, Tommy Wright or Stephen Robinson for the money Stephen Gerrard spent would have done a worse job than Stephen Gerrard? Wow. Oh. Oh. You've, you've thrown... Th- who was the other one? Tommy Wright, Stephen Robinson and nah, Derek nah, McInnes. Nah. Derek, Derek, honestly, you, you need to sit down and have a cup of coffee. Um, I think that... How much did you spend, Golden? I think that... I think that How much did you spend, Golden? Oh, listen, I'm the first to say he's signed uh, three teams since he came in. I'm not defending the Rangers manager in that uh, quarter, no chance. But I think that you'll probably be, um, you know, in in terms of Rangers fans, not many don't believe that he can, whether he does or not, I I, I don't know and I don't really care, but um, whether he stops 10 in a row or not, I think a lot of Rangers fans do believe in him. The board believe in him because they've backed him to the hill where the players have given him. So it's up to him to go out and prove that But you're just you're, you're throwing three names in there That I don't really see that The Rangers fans would be going Yeah over the moon to get any day Three in to take Rangers up against Celtic For 10 in a row let, let, Let's try and cut through some of that Roger Because that the the thing about Jet It feels weird discussing that On the 18th of August Whether Derek is right or wrong yeah. um, Let's. Yeah. Let, but the, the point about Livingston And knowing how Livingston are going to play and trying to do something different to combat it and all the rest of it. What, what did you make of it at the weekend? Well, I'm going to cut the Rangers players some slack because we didn't go OTT when Celtic dropped points at Kilmarnock the week before and we've seen both Celtic and Rangers drop points at Livingston in the past. Um, where I think Derek has got a bit of an argument is we have heard this from James Tavernier before. You know, Rangers fans will feel they've been there before with the team Now Stephen Gerrard Has improved Rangers Stephen Gerrard Has closed the gap On Celtic But now Is the time That The players Learn the lessons In a month's time You can't have James Tavernier Saying again We need to learn the lessons In October November December You can't have James Tavernier Or other Rangers players Parroting this again 
they actually do need to learn the lessons. And I think maybe as well, you know, there are some that the coaching staff need to learn as well because, you know, it's all very well playing a nice system, a nice free-flowing attacking system when it worked as it did in the first three games of the season. It looks beautiful Mm. to watch. But when it doesn't work, it struck me at the weekend and it struck me in the past, I think they're quite slow to look to a plan B. If indeed there is a plan B You know there's a lot of times At the weekend Kamara and Jack Are playing square balls To one another Stephen Davis Is sat there on the bench Now When anyone speaks about Stephen Davis They talk what a great technician he is What a great passer of the ball he is That game was crying out For one of the two Holding players to come off Davis to go on Play 10 yards further up the field And rather than Continually tavernier And Barrett's firing in crosses That the two Livingston centre-halves Were eating up for their lunch Try and get Davis to thread a ball through to the strikers who are on the park and just try and change it because it's all very well having a great system. But if that system mm. doesn't work, you do need to find an alternative. Having said all that, Gordon, I feel like there's a there's a leap that people make because we talk about this plan B and, and finding an alternative. Mm. But then you, you, you hear suggestions like Derek saying, you know, go back to front and, and, and be more direct. But that's what Livingston want, is it not? If you are mm. Celtic or you are Rangers and you're going there, surely you need to do what you do better rather than get, getting dragged into something that you don't do for the other 30-odd games in a season. Yeah, you can have games. It was like, for me, it was like Celtic at Rugby Park. It was just, it doesn't happen for them. Rangers turned up there and the players that usually can open up defence, they score goals, it just it wasn't there Now I totally take on board What Rogers is saying And I do think I agree with him In that part of Did Rangers really need Day two sitting midfield players I don't think they did But obviously Rangers manager does But Credit to him He's put on He's got two strikers on there He's changed players He's changed it about a little bit He's tried to Make a difference Gordon And he just said And even the Rangers manager Said after it Look our big players just didn't turn up in the day And it wasn't there And you've got to give credit to Livingston They dug in very well And, and made it very difficult And they looked very organised there And, it is a, and I'm not making excuses It is a difficult place to go uh, But Roger always uh, And this is where I'm with Derek a little bit Roger says well You know Stephen Gerrard's come in and proved Rangers Of course he's come in and proved them he signed 30 odd players in two seasons And spent millions If you're not improving them Then you shouldn't be in a job But I think we're a bit early To have a go Like Celtic Have a go at Rangers yeah. at, at difficult mm. venues Gordon That'll work its way out And I think that they too Will be fighting obviously I think, I think the frustration for Derek oh, And other Rangers I was just supporters gonna, I was just going to put Derek on the spot And ask oh, him for, for some no, positivity well, But he's, he's could, disappeared No I was going to say I think the frustration is There was so much talk That with Celtic's games being postponed Rangers had a chance yeah, to really put a gap there And put the pressure on Celtic Like they haven't been able to do In Stephen Gerrard's mm. time at the club And I think the frustration is They've dropped two points They could have won the game Barisic's free kick Hera from Morelos They had chances to win the game They didn't take the chances And that's where a lot of the frustration For Derek and some Rangers fans comes from We do have a starting 11 from Celtic Park It would be unchanged from the last game According to Gordon DL Let's see what the real story is Andrew McLean 
Sorry, I've gotten DL wrong, as usual. There we go. Two changes for Celtic going into this one. Two interesting changes as well from that one-all draw against Kilmarnock. It's uh, Christopher Ayer and Jeremy Frimpong who dropped to the bench. They'll be alongside Albion Ayeti, who comes onto the bench for the first time. In come Nir Beton and Hatem Abdelhamid. So it will be a 4-2-3-1 for Celtic. Vasilis Barkas in goal. The back four, Hatem Abdelhamid, Nir Beton, Christopher Julian and Greg Taylor. The two holding midfielder Scott Brown and Callum McGregor, who actually made his debut against Reykjavik six years ago and scored in a 1-0 away win. The three in behind the striker, James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Mohamed El Yunusi, with Odson Edward up top. The substitutes being Frimpong, Ayer, Cham, Rogic, Klamala and Ayeti. Uh, Gordon Deal, did I stitch you up there? It wasn't you, was it? It was Roger Hanna that uh, predicted no, no, an unchanged. No, no, Dan said it. I was really no, 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 no. uh, One of you thought it would be an unchanged. I'll accept apology, apology, Gordon. I did not say it would be unchanged. <laughs> Certainly did not And that's why <laughs> Mr Hanner over there Is killing himself laughing <laughs> Two fairly significant changes I'm not sure people Would have predicted um, That Christopher Ayer Would, would like miss that. out I like that I think And that El Hamed Would play instead of Frimpong Yeah I didn't think That would happen But I like the fact That Ayer's been I think that one of the Centre halves Need a little shock Whether it's just a case Of saying right You know I'm going to mix things up A little bit He was obviously not happy With the defensive display At Robbie Park and sometimes, and Hugh is on about all the time, a bit of competition in there. Ayer's a very good player, but you can get comfortable in a situation where you're not getting pushed for a place. And I think Neil Lennon's making a little statement tonight. And I like the way he's went about his business here. I think he's just put a little a little bit of you know, thought into it and said, Do you know what? I'm going to put a wee bit shortwave through here and leave Ayer on the bench. It's interesting as well because... Off the back of the Kilmarnock game If you were going to drop one of them It was Julian, Julian Who seemed to be getting more criticism But if you ask, if you analyse Neil Lennon's Post-match interviews He said he feels Julian takes a few weeks to get into a season It was the same last year And he needs to play You need to mm-hmm. keep him going To get him up to match speed Match fitness Match sharpness So maybe that's why Maybe he just wanted to change something and felt leaving Julian out in the long run isn't going to be the answer. You would think Roger as well, right? If if it's say if for instance it was just a a normal number five as we called them no days, Gordon, someone that was just an attacker of the ball that went and won the ball. Because Celtic will have a lot of possession tonight and they'll be looking for their centre backs to come out. Now the one thing Beaton can do that very, very well. But the argument is, so can Ayer. Ayer's very good at it. So I think mm. he's just sort of a went do you know what? It's a great opportunity just to put a little a wee marker down there and just say, look, you're not guaranteed places here. Okay, Celtic fans, what do you make of that team? No Frimpong, no Ayer, replaced by Beaton and El Hamed. Let us know if you're happy with that. Jeffrey's a Rangers fan. He thinks the criticism of Rangers has been unfair. We'll hear from him next. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here We've got Geoffrey on the line Geoffrey, I gather you think the criticism of Rangers has been a, a bit over the top Yeah, well, we're only four games into the season And what annoyed me last night listening to your show Was some of the Rangers um, supporters Getting on the two new signings, saying that the two two new signings weren't brilliant. Quite give them a chance. They've just recently signed for Rangers. Um, we should be playing two up front because obviously one up front's not working. Um, and every time you hear, you see Morales come off, you hear the comments. 
he's coming off in a bad mood. He's frustrated because he's not getting the service. I mean, plastic pitches shouldn't be an excuse because I'll guarantee you that at the training centres of the clubs, they will have plastic pitches, so they will obviously train on them. So that shouldn't be a problem. Um, sometimes I get frustrated because the manager tactically sometimes get it, gets it wrong. Um, and the other point I want to make as well is I want to pay tribute to Tom Forsyth, who died at the weekend. Um, what a great player he was. And I think um, the, the, the players that we've got just now should look at him um, and see what he did for Rangers. Yeah, let's do that first. That seems like quite a nice way to, to kick off the call. Gordon, I know you um, had some nice words at the weekend, if you want to elaborate. Yeah, I travelled with uh, Tom, looked after me when I signed for Rangers. Obviously, I couldn't drive as uh, a boy 16 and used to pick me up, but wouldn't let me in the car. He was a dis- uh, very disciplined, unless I had his favourite sweets. And I, 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 this is true, he actually left me at Hamilton one day and drove away. And I was standing there, and David Cooper and Tom McLean, Tom Forsyth in the car. And do you know the only way you're standing thinking, he'll come back? But he didn't. He just left me. That, and, and you'd forgotten the lemon bonbons? I, I brought strawberry ones and he, he, he likes the lemon ones. And I had to run up to the Hamilton train station, jump in the train and, and get in. And, he, he, you know, even in the training ground, Roger, I've never met a guy that trained the way he played. He would, he would have... Tom Forsyth couldn't last five minutes in, in football now. He's tackling, he's, you know, he just... So committed, he was absolutely. You thought you're away from him, Gordon, especially as a young boy, and you were terrified of him because you could hear him in the background. And then the next minute, he would just whoosh, put the legs through you, get the ball, get you at the same time. Tuesday was an absolute nightmare. Practice match, first team reserves. I'm up front. Tom Forsyth, the centre half. I hated that Tuesday. I couldn't sleep on Monday <laughs> and, night. And, and what sometimes gets overlooked as well. He played in a World Cup. Yeah, he was a very Centre good half player. for Scotland yeah. in a World Cup finals. Yeah, and scored one of the uh, the 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 hardest goals I've ever seen him to score. <laughs> and that was typical Tom. He could, fall, cup final. Oh, he could he could fall over a ball. He could he oh he could Tom Ennis just seen him. Yeah. We used to play head of tennis for a training. He couldn't even get the ball up. He was just just kicked it as hard as he possibly could. But. What a what a man he was! Yeah. What what is the number one flavour of bonbon before we go any further? Well, I'm, I'm a strawberry. You're a strawberry guy. man, I, and and I thought yeah, no, that's and, that's well. Done. I mean, Gordon, and I know because you, you often bring them in here. You're a chocolate orange man, but oh, yeah, let you chocolate. No, but orange, specifically yeah. in the bonbons, let let's let's focus on that group. You you're a strawberry man. Yeah, well, I, well, you get in and you ask for a quarter of strawberry bonbon. I, and, no, and, I'm, and I'm, if you look I'm, at I'm with the late great time. I'm a lemon. Yeah, I think oh, I think go on, as well. Roger. You look at the the the, the tubs. And you always see the lemon ones usually full And the, the strawberry ones down I think that's there. the popular choice Oh yes And I was uh, disappointed the big guy didn't take to them I'm not sure I, th- I think Would you what, go uh, lemon? Yeah I think so Yeah I think so Ah nonsense Is there a third alternative? Toffee? Oh no 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 no, no, no. I'm not having that at all That's crazy talk Right okay uh, Back to the football Geoffrey um, was also talking about the weekend Some of the criticism over the top And um the the other aspects that went into the game at the weekend, Roger. You know, some people call them excuses. Some people call them reasons. Whatever you want. You know, well, you've, you've got the pitch. You've got uh, the, the style well, of play. Forget the pitch. Those 
plastic pitches are here to stay. Forget that as any part of excuse or argument or anything like that. As I said when Derek, the previous caller was on, cut Rangers a bit of slack. I think it was the fourth game of the season. Rangers are top yeah. of the Premiership, top of the league at the minute. So you have to you know, remember the circumstances. They still can see their goal in four games in the Premiership. That's an improvement from last yeah. season. And they could have won the game at Livingston. The Barisic free kick, a terrific save by the debuting goalkeeper. Morelos heads over when he should hit the target and normally would hit the target. Kent flashed a shot wide. On another day, Rangers would have won the game. I think the frustration yeah. comes because a lot of Rangers fans had already counted the team 11 points clear of Celtic. Is that fair, Jeffrey? Is it that no, sort of no, pressure, I'm, that expectation? I'm not, saying that. I'm not saying that because what Livingston did last season, they beat Celtic. Mm-hmm. I think they beat us. I mean, it's a very difficult ground to, to go to because um, it's the way Livingston play. Um, and we should know that we should know that every season we play Livingston. It's the way they play. Mm-hmm. And as, as um, Gordon said, forget the pitch. I mean... That shouldn't be an excuse, but we should learn from our mistakes and hopefully hopefully on is it Saturday or Sunday we play Kilmarnock. Um I hope I hope we learn from our mistakes that the, we had yeah. last season. I mean it's we've got to learn and we're just not doing what we should be doing. Yeah, I think it was two seasons ago Livy beat Rangers, but obviously the point still stands. It is a difficult place to go. Early on in the season, Gordon, and if you're looking for players who have the potential to make quite an impact this campaign, did Rangers miss Joe Aribo at the weekend? I think so. Um, That's no excuse because if you're Depending on one player well, That's the thing It doesn't have to be an excuse no, But you no, talk but about reasons And, and factors well, And the reason, things the that contribute Rangers, to Ranger, The reason Rangers Didn't beat Livingston Wasn't the fact that Aribo wasn't playing But I, I certainly think that You know You want your best players On the pitch I think he started very well Of course he has mean he, he tends to offer Something different From the rest he, of them yeah, Doesn't he's he he's added goals To his game as well Gordon uh, He's a very important player For Rangers But I think anyone will tell you that they should have enough with the amount of signings and the quality of player they brought in that uh, without them they should still turn up and you know, I expected them to get through. I was one in Sunday, was it Sunday we were on? Saturday, I don't know. It was what the weekend. And I actually said, before, uh, yeah, Saturday before I left the studio that I thought Rangers would win the game comfortably. So it shows you I was wrong as well. But uh, you've got to hand Livingston a little bit of credit. They, you know, they dug in, they were fighting for their lives throwing bodies in front of the ball Rangers had most of the possession but as the game went on you just noticed it you're thinking Rangers never got to score here but Roger says it they're top of the league they've not lost a goal yeah probably disappointed not picking three points up at Livingston it's got to be a long season a lot of twists and turns come uh, Andrew brought us the team news from Celtic Park there two changes and you spoke about you understand why Neil Lennon made the changes it sends out a little message to a couple of players if you were Stephen Gerrard, what would you change if you would change anything for the Kilmarnock lineup in Saturday? Well, it'll be interesting to see if he decides to say, right, same again, because up until that Livingston game, he was very happy with what was happening. Aribo would probably come in uh, for Arfield. A fit. A fit. So he might look at that. Yes. I'm just I'm just wondering if he's going to try a different system with a two up top, it's, Roger. It, he's got he's got a lot of strikers now. He's you know when Defoe comes back as well, he's got good, good options. These guys that have been signed for big big bucks, they're not here just to come on every 10-15 minutes near the end. They want an opportunity. You just wonder after 
Livingston game that he's given the opportunity they've given the opportunity to the manager to maybe change it if you bring in a second striker someone needs to drop out is Yanis Hadji under threat um, I think he's come down for a little bit of criticism from the Rangers supporters I, I like that boy I really do I think he's a very very good player the minute you get that price tag it's alright when you come over and loan but the minute you get that price tag of 3-4 million on you everybody's mm. expecting wonders out you I'll take time for that boy he has a good talent it might just be a case of saying look I'm going to take you out and change the system a little bit or I'm going to keep you in there because I believe your form will come Thank you to Geoffrey on the line Just before we move on Just to give you something to think about over the news I'm looking at that Celtic lineup again Any chance that that actually is a 3-5-2 tonight? Uh, because you don't think that they'll go with two centre-backs Or Beaton and Julian Just what? Just po- just floating the possibility That El Hamed, Julian and Beaton play as a back three yeah. mm-hmm. Forrest and Taylor play as wing-backs And El Yunusi goes up next to Edouard And he could even uh, talk it's a good in It could be 3-4-2-1 You could have Christie and El Yunusi tucked in Almost as two mm-hmm. number 10s behind Edward. Yeah, yeah I think I think you're, that's a good shout there Because you don't normally say Beaton and as a as a two and a, and a back four. It's usually as a back three. So that might be the case, and it allows your your centre backs to come out with the ball and start the attack. So I think you could and, be right. And by the way, we could all, we could find out at half past nine that Chris Ayer is carrying an injury and he hasn't been yeah. dropped. He's just been you know he's on the bench though, isn't he? So yeah. he tends to be you know fit enough to bench, fit enough to play. Anyway, um, thank you very much, Jeffrey. It's time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's beat the pundit time, it's your chance to win a signed ball, but first you have to get more questions right than Gordon or Roger. If you fancy it tonight, call us before seven o'clock. 0141-951-1025. Be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We are less than 45 minutes away from kickoff between Celtic and KR Reykjavik, so keep your calls coming in, your thoughts ahead of kickoff in that one. We heard from Rangers captain James Tavernier. There's an outgoing at Ibrooks, Ross McCrory swapping Rangers for Aberdeen. So, Aberdeen fans, what do you make of the signing? And Rangers fans, what do you make of the signing? Are you happy to see Ross McCrory go? Are you content? Is it, is it the right time? Or. Would you have preferred to hang on to him? Do you still think he had something to offer? Let us know right now, Ross McCrory, 01419511025. We'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Beat the pundit time, always interesting on a Tuesday night. Roger Hanna lost two weeks ago. He then came back in last week and told us. The public have been so shocked by this They've been approaching him in his local Indian restaurant Telling him they just can't sleep at night mm-hmm. And then when he won it last week And he got back on track The same gentleman even told him That sometimes he takes Beat the Pundit into the bedroom Gordon DL But I can't yeah. say anymore Do not uh, repeat that Because it's, it's a family show So let's find out who is on tonight Peter and Irvin, how's it going? How are we doing? Not bad, how are you Peter? I know, bad. You feeling confident? First time I'll get through to this. And then you tried a few usually, times. Usually, always surprised nearly every night. Oh, it's always <laughs> busy. Through. Um, aye, very busy. Um, so hopefully, hopefully, I'm feeling a wee bit more nervy the night now that I'll get through right Nah, enough. nah, no. Honestly, you don't need to be nervy. These two, honestly, it's, there's nothing to fear at all. I tell you what, though, it is always busy and it can take a while to get through. But I think Peter will 
We'll leave him on there just for a couple of minutes. Let him calm down. Welcome mm. him into the Tuesday night family. Welcome, that Peter. That feel <laughs> he's very welcoming. I'll toss the coin and see who you're up against. Heads, it's Roger minus one. Hannah, tails, it's Gordon DL. And it's tails Gordon DL oh. Up against oh, PT You do, you do sound nervous <laughs> I, was, I knew that You are really shaking your boots I knew that was going to happen You'd become a lot less welcoming When yeah. I got you right uh, Peter here's what's going to happen then If it's your first time through I will give Gordon Clyde 2 to listen to and Make it nice and loud So that he can't hear what you're saying I'll put 30 seconds on the clock Run through as many questions as you can Peter And if you don't know it Just pass quickly And move on to the next one Alright Good man Okay 30 seconds Going on the clock now And your time starts Now Which club did Joe Ledley Leave Celtic for? Cardiff How many Croatians Are in the Rangers First team squad? Two Which Scottish side Play their home games At Bayview Park? Pass Who did Inter Defeat last night? Don't know. What nationalities is Livingston's Effie Ambrose? Nigerian. Who was the Scotland manager in 2005? Mm, Bertie Vox. Okay, let's see what Gordon can do. Gordon, we'll bring you back. Can you hear us? Yeah. Right, same set of questions to you. Go. 30 seconds on the clock. You've got eight to beat, okay? Yeah. Your time starts now. Which club did Joe Ledley leave Celtic for? Uh, Cardiff. How many Croatians are in the Rangers first team squad? Two Which Scottish side play their home games at Bayview? He's five Who did Inter defeat last night? Uh, oh I've seen that game as well <laughs> I'll pass what, nas- what nationality is Livingston's F.A. Ambrose? Uh, Nigerian Who was the Scotland manager in 2005? Uh, me Don't know <laughs> Okay <laughs> That was, How old that was terrible that? Peter, do you want to know I watched that game No, 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 no. Hold on a second Do you want to know What's even worse About his attempt, Peter? He's moaning He's moaning about Having watched the Inter game Last night Roger What have we spent The first hour of the show Watching on TV? Peter, we were watching A rerun of the game And he said to me You know what, 10 minutes ago Peter, he said to me Who's that Inter Milan Are playing? We genuinely I told him Honestly I am making none of this up For anyone who's listening We've got three big TVs In the studio the Celtic game hasn't started yet. We have just watched a rerun of Inter against Shakhtar and uh, you couldn't remember who I they played against. I would say Lukaku has been brilliant. What about his goal? I still can't remember who it is. Shakhtar, I just said it. Shakhtar. <laughs> right, anyway, we'll go through it. Um, which club did Joe Ledley leave Celtic for? Crystal Palace. You both said Cardiff. Oh, no. How many oh, Croatians no. are in the Rangers first team squad? Many other. What did you say? Same as on your paper What did you say? Two, I think Yeah you both said two So you got it right Well done uh, One each Which Scottish side Play their home games At Bayview Park He's Fife um, Gordon goes in front 2-1 See you later Peter Who did Inter defeat last night? Shakhtar <laughs> Shakhtar None of you got that Obviously oh, Peter it's on the telly uh, What nationality <laughs> What nationality is Effie Ambrose? He's Nigerian Oh get in or there Or did you get that? Yeah Did he Thank get you. that? Yeah he actually did Ah uh, did he? No one was more surprised than me Gordon. Ah, I'm disappointed Because Peter got it as well So Gordon stays in front uh, Who was the Scotland manager in 2005? Uh, it was Walter Smith uh, Don't tell me Peter got that no. He didn't uh, Yes oh, Ends there honestly <laughs> Unlucky Peter Nerves got the better of you Look keep trying I know you never get through I know you never get through Peter Keep trying because You'll always be better the second time and you might be lucky You might get a Mark Wilson Or an Alec Ray type 
Je suis allé faire Tuesday, mais. Allez, Tuesday, allez. Poor Peter, honestly. Comes on, he gets a hard time off you, right? Peter and Irvin, it was great to speak to you. Hopefully, we will speak to you soon. Actually, I don't know what you're bragging about. That was pathetic from you. Three? Nah, I just I mean, Peter was a bit nervous He's never been on He got Nigeria And he got the two You just I cannot believe I never got <laughs> You've now watched the game twice You've big, watched it twice that, That's not the biggest surprise The biggest surprise is You got a nationality question right True I was waiting for Argentinian or something Oh yeah. no In fact, was Yeah, I feel like Argentinian Was one of his That was, yeah. that was with Beavis McGabby <laughs> <laughs> That's what was. And I won that night as well I'm the only person That gets criticised When he gets a victory It's it's how how spectacularly wrong You get them Other people get them wrong Fine I've got to say I've got to say If you ask me who the Scotland manager is And I'll probably struggle I'm hopeless Wallace Smith I would never have got that yeah, I, th- I think it's tough sometimes when you just p- producer Dan likes these questions. There's a wee clue if you're going to take part. He likes to just name a year and then say who is Scotland, mm. Celtic, Rangers, Kilmarnock, whatever manager in that. that. I think that is quite tough. Yeah, just yeah. To would, would, would you have got that two five? Yeah. Of course he would have. I, you know something? I would. You know what? I wouldn't have gone the Joe Ledley question. That would have thrown me right. I was going to say Crystal mm. Palace, but did he, he play with Cardiff? Didn't he? He came yeah, from first Cardiff. Came from Cardiff. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter No balls going out here tonight Alright, 01419951025 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Um, Lots of tweets coming in About football But quite a few about bonbons as well uh, Following the But you'll be surprised I think I mean, Brian Marshall Early support I'm with the Dazzler Strawberry bonbons all the way All the way But You two scoffed uh, Not Lex is on um, As is Franny uh, As is Christopher Wren Quite a lot of love for the white toffee bonbons out there White toffee oh. Yeah, you two have been outnumbered yeah. no, 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 I, I've not never heard me. the white ones, Roger no, Not for me A Franny Boys on says What about Buckfast bonbons? Is that, oh, that no. a thing? Oh. And I must um, I want to make this very clear As a, a family show We would always encourage Responsible drinking But I have it on good authority That you, you've become Open to the idea of a Of a tonic wine every now and then No, no, no Don't, don't start that no? nonsense You heard it through Someone of that plays golf with us That I was at his house And he says to me I believe you like a nice glass of wine I says oh that'd be lovely Thank you very much no, but I heard you had taken to it And it I, was your new oh, tip It was actually quite nice He handled, he handed me a bottle Right I've not wanted to advertise what it was And I'm well, sitting said what it was Well okay And I'm sitting there And I'm thinking Right where's the glass And he says No 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 You don't You've got to Take out the ball So I had a little t- Yeah you know, Like I say Drink it was, quite, it was quite refreshing uh, Please do 01419511025 Building up to kick off Between Celtic and Kia Reykjavik Keep your thoughts coming in uh, Big transfer story in Scotland This affects Aberdeen fans Rangers fans What do you all Make of this Aberdeen fans How happy are you With the move for Ross McCrory Rangers fans Was it the right time To let him go or do you think he still had something to offer? Tell us right now. He, the player himself, says he had to leave Rangers for the sake of his career. The loan move to Aberdeen becomes permanent next summer and he believes it's the perfect place to develop. Yeah, definitely. That's the reason why I, I told Rangers I wanted to leave. It was just uh, for the good of my career I had to leave and for me to, 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 to develop as a player. And uh, I felt Aberdeen was the right place for me. Um, after speaking to the gaffer as well, and I felt it was the right place for me to to go on and improve myself as a footballer, as a person. And it's a massive club. And to be fair, when I spoke to the gaffer and 
ambition of the club and yeah, it was, it was a no-brainer to be fair. Everything they said was the right things, right, right for me and I felt as if this was the best place for me to, to come and develop as a player and, and, uh, and move my game on. I'm, I'm really happy that I'll be, I'll be becoming a permanent, uh, permanent signing after this season but, but yeah, it's, it's a huge club and it's just the history, the European history and yeah, I've, I've, I've actually grew up in watching the games, I've admired the way Aberdeen had consistency over the years as well and I'm just hoping I can keep the success coming to the club. Yeah, Ross McCrory there speaking to Red TV Having sealed that loan move to Aberdeen Which becomes permanent in the summer Sean is a Rangers fan in Garthamlock Right time to let him go, Sean Or did he still have something to offer? I think he still had something to offer, guys I think Rangers We've got Murray Park here, right? Uh, we're rivals across in um, Smelly Park Key. Um, oh, they keep all the youth players And give them a chance But with us, we just seem to Sell it the first option We did it with Barry Gilmer We sold him to Chelsea Was it for 500 grand And look up now He's probably about A 20 million pound Midfielder Sean People That just makes my life difficult Then I get in trouble for mm. I get stick for not pulling Sean up For having his wee dig And then we just can't get on And discuss football Anyway let's Let's try Gordon um, Yeah in amongst the dig What about Right it's, it's not the fact To Rangers Letting the boy go It's simple The McCrory I liked I think when he came on the scene at first, I liked him in the, the middle of the park. I thought he gave he gave good cover, a decent player of boy, and I thought he, there was a big future at Rangers. Rangers have went a step further, brought in a lot of players. You look at uh, the quality, I know he's a bit older now, but you look at the quality you mentioned about uh, last week, uh, Davis in the middle of the park, who's on the bench, international, played at top level, how many games he's had, and he can't get into that team. So for the boy... Best interest And he said to there in his interview This is a career move for him Gordon He's got a better opportunity Playing at Aberdeen And progressing his career forward Getting games under his belt Looking forward to playing Probably week in week out You know he's obviously Got to earn that place But he's got a better chance To earn at Aberdeen Than he has at Rangers So I think for the boy It's a terrific move I really do I've got a soft spot for the lad Mm-hmm. I grew up down in Girvan I knew, I knew that it was going to be oh, geographical and, and, yep. and the lad grew up in the next village The village of Daly with his brother Robbie <sighs> And you'd love to have seen the two lads You know, come through Because they wanted to be Rangers players um, Robbie might still manage it Doing well on loan at Livingston But Ross, you know, wh- whether we think it Whether Sean thinks it The bottom line is Neither Stephen Gerrard nor Ross McCrory Felt that Ross McCrory had a future at Rangers He's 22 years of age now He's not 17 or 18 and he needs to be, you know, he needs to be making these big career decisions. Um, he has asked to go. He's made the move, and we wish him well at Aberdeen. But I, I think, you know, he's just one of those players. He's nice in the midfield, but does he have as much football about him as a Stephen Davis? Probably not. He's okay at centre back. Is he as commanding as Balogun? Probably not. It, 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 Portsmouth last season, he played right back. Is he yeah. going to offer you as much going forward as Tavernier? Probably not. I, I thought he looked. I thought he looked uncomfortable at right back yeah. when I watched him at Portsmouth, Roger. Uh, but it's all about the boy's career, Gordon. There's no point. It's great to see you're at a club the stature of of Rangers Celtic. It's great for young players. But the most important thing, you don't want to look back in your career and say, "Well, I've only played so many games. I had to sit on the bench." You, you train every week. And you look forward to a game As I say uh, Derek McInnes will probably be thinking Look He's not a certainty here He's got to earn his place But he's got a better chance Of earning a place at Aberdeen Than he does at Rangers And, and Aberdeen needed a signing We spoke about Celtic spending 5 million in a Yeti 
at the end of a very difficult week for them last week Aberdeen needed a bit of good news after everything that's happened at the club and if you can go and get the Scotland under 21 captain and bring him in in a four year deal that is as good news as you're going to get at the minute up there I think Sean was trying to make a more um, general point as well about you know Rangers not bringing through as many Young academy products As he would like um, no. and I mean He used the Billy Gilmore example But I wonder if that's different I mean this is a guy Who's now gone into Chelsea's first team I don't think It would have been Possible really To keep him away from Chelsea That was clearly a, an, an extremely no, attractive could, move Because he wasn't quite 16 And then you get the choice To you know, stay in for you It's a completely different and, and, and it's different if, if Stephen Gerrard Thinks Ross McCrory's not up to it Then, then well, fine you, you can't really argue Do they need to And I get that the priorities This season Winning the league And all the rest of it But I guess at some point Rangers will be looking for a bit more productivity in that department. Well, Steven, Steven Gerrard spoke pre-season about the club's academy and the attitude of some of the players coming through the club's academy. Clearly he wasn't happy that he felt there were players there who felt they had made it in life and made it in their careers just because they were in the Rangers academy and he wanted them to only feel they had made it when they were in the Rangers first team. Now that was a very public shot across the bows to all of these young men in the Rangers Academy and very possibly to the coaches who run the Rangers Academy from the Rangers manager. Um, it's now down to these young men to knuckle down and to force their way into Stephen Gerrard's plans. Uh, a couple of people asking about some of the, the detail, if you like, surrounding the deal. So um, we'll do them one at a time because they're coming through on Twitter. 007 says, what do you make of the structure of the deal? He says, Rangers are running scared so they make it alone this season so McCrory can't play against them. Uh, supposedly Hibbs wouldn't agree to that structure Says 007 um, it, It's a strangely structured deal I've never really seen anything like it That the first season of the deal is a loan deal But the subsequent three years are already agreed And it, and it clicks in you know, regardless of how well Ross McCrory does in the loan um, Maybe it just shows the importance of the season to Rangers That they were happier with a deal That meant that Ross McCrory couldn't play against them this season I know it was discussed During the negotiations With Hibernian um, I think Hibernian Were less keen on that Than Aberdeen But Ross McCrory However you want to Structure a deal Is an Aberdeen player And we wish him well Yeah I think it's a good move For everyone concerned uh, Gordon The boys Right He had to go out and play And as I said He didn't have a future And when you sit down with a manager and, and, and look him in the eye And I think Stephen Gerrard's one of these straight talkers Will tell him, look, you're really not in my plans It's best for you to go and play elsewhere I think the boy made the right move Yeah, Graham R is on as well Roger, kind of trying to read between the lines Whether he's putting two and two together or not He says Rangers allowing Aberdeen to take McCrory on loan And pay a fee in the summer Can only mean there may be another deal in progress Between the clubs Could another Ferguson be heading to Ibrox? No, I don't, well, I'm saying no Not as part of the Ross McCrory deal I don't think, you know If Rangers want to go and get Lewis Ferguson Very good young player Then they would just need to go and pay the money To get Lewis Ferguson um, the, the Aberdeen thing that Maybe it's wise financially for them as well You have to remember when they signed Johnny Hayes Under freedom of contract I think Johnny's deferred his wages for a year And we'll, we'll pick it all up next year Because of the you know Aberdeen trying to wade their way through The COVID-19 cash problems that, that are affecting every club at the minute So maybe it suited this structure of the McCrory deal Suited Aberdeen as well That they weren't really paying a fee until next summer Jim is a Rangers fan in Aberfoyle Any, any issue with you Jim? Was it the right time to let McCrory go? For the, for the player, if he's not going to get a game at Rangers, yes, but I think 
What's his best position, Jim? Is that is that? How many of the present Rangers team are actually playing for the jersey? He would have played for the jersey, like you know, we're we're missing that. The man that's going to put his life in the line for the club. There's that. There's not a lot of the players go about nowadays. The old fashioned, you know, he plays for the jersey. Uh, professional players play for one themselves, their contracts, or and then it's the clubs after that. You flash money at players, and you've got two clubs bidding. They'll go to the one with the the highest wages and the better contract most of the time, Gordon. I liked McCrory, but. He asked his best position for me It was a sitting midfield player I thought he played that position very well But I just don't And to do that at a club like Rangers Does it become more about what you do With the ball rather than without it Or, yeah, or at least it's extremely important well, to do both Well the fact the competition You're coming up for Obviously Ryan Jackson Number one starter in there Kamara's a big player for him If they play two uh, I just think the, the rain was on the wall They put him out to Portsmouth and when he comes back from Portsmouth, he's out there to get game time. He's out there to get a bit of experience. He comes back. He's not featured. Steven Gerrard's looked at his squad and thought, this boy, for his own good. And I think the manager's made a real good decision for the boy as well. I don't think he's been cruel to him. I think he's been honest with him. And I think that McCrory is, 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 went out to Aberdeen. And I think that's the right way to go for the boy. Jim, what else is on your mind tonight? What's happening? You're coming away with it. They're going to have to learn from their mistakes at the weekend of two seasons and haven't learned from it. Teams that parked the bus against Rangers, and last season they came out and said they can't handle being favourites to win games. That's just not acceptable for a Rangers captain. Yeah, Roger, the, Jim is right. I mean, yeah, we probably have heard that before. Always. Kind of want to cut players a bit of slack in the sense that what's he meant to say? We won't learn from the mistakes. You know, he's, he's put up there in, in front of you guys, and the, the microphone's dangled in front of his face. And I don't know, is it? Yeah, look, listen, we've said a couple of times, Jim, when Rangers fans were calling the show earlier on, we're going to cut Rangers a little bit of slack. Um, they could easily have won the game on Sunday. Um, they are still top of the league. That was the first points that have been dropped in the season. They haven't conceded a goal so far this season. Um, there were. Chances created at the weekend And it's frustration for Rangers fans That they couldn't quite make that breakthrough From, from open play with the chances for Morelos and Ken From a set piece with a free kick from Barisic It was very close But in this of all season There can't be hard luck stories like this for Rangers There can't be James Tavernier standing on a Sunday evening Saying we'll learn from these mistakes Rangers need to do their talking on mm. the pitch And when there are frustrating afternoons Somehow they need to find something that unlocks these tight defences Because Livingston won't be the last tight defence to come up against this season Good man Jim, let's squeeze in one more Paul is in Renfrew with some thoughts on Ross McCrory Hi lads, uh, good evening panel Hi, Paul Why is he, why is he no one to play, let him play against the Rangers? Does that not tell him he's a good player that he's frightened to let him play against Rangers? The big boy's not been given a chance as far as I'm concerned He's one of the best centre midfielders we've got. He's got a bit of dig about him. And that's what Rangers are lacking. Rangers are lacking a captain who's going to put a bit of boot in about it and let them know they're in a game. And he's not got plan B. You could see that for the Livingston game on Sunday. He's not got a plan B to try and break down a defence. He had the same problem with Kilmarnock and Livingston last year and Hamilton last year. And that's where they dropped serious, serious points. 
What do you think of that panel? At the same time though Paul Just wondering is Ross McCrory The type of guy that's going to Break down a stubborn defence? Well In on, on Sunday He kept putting high boys in To try and pick out Morelos Morelos isn't a, a You call it a, a target man Morelos likes a boy at his feet So why not go to plan B And put a, a Even putting uh, A centre midfield A tall centre midfield Going up there to try and Try and strike a ball Coming across to the wings Because the midfield was non-existent on Saturday, uh, Sunday because they were putting the ball at the top of the midfield. So you completely put the midfield on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Yeah, Roger, I was surprised. I looked up just to be accurate. It's just over 50 appearances Ross McCrory's had for Rangers. Um, obviously, yeah. some of them off the bench, some in defence, some in midfield. The players sometimes become better when, when they've not been playing, if you know what I mean. Fans will sort of build it up and, and say that they you know they deserve a chance. Yeah, listen, Rangers fans, fans of all clubs, would prefer to see their team filled with youngsters who have come through the youth system. That's just the way football fans are. They have more of a link. Um, they can relate to the players more than they can, you know, foreign signings brought in. You know, for instance. So I think there was a. A wish among Rangers fans That Ross McCrory And Robbie McCrory And these guys Could come through the academy And become mainstays in the team Paul's possibly right He might have added more dig He might have been fiercer In the tackle In the midfield Than some others But clearly that's not What Stephen Gerrard wants Stephen Gerrard wants The midfielders At the base of the midfield To be you know The likes of Glenn Kamara Neat and tidy in the ball Neat and tidy in possession And Ross McCrory has, has fallen because of it Paul and Renfrew Thank you so much For getting in touch tonight I've got a full time teaser for you We're looking for nine players And we've got It's got a transfer theme So try and get in the zone I'll give you the question next Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hannes here Gordon Diel is alongside him And there's 15 minutes to go uh, Until kick-off at Celtic Park Celtic against KR Reykjavik In the first of their Champions League qualifiers Remember it's a one-off A one-legged affair this time uh, No fans unfortunately Inside the stadium But nevertheless We are looking forward to it And we will keep you up to speed On anything that's happening In the next 15 minutes or so um, I've got really, really disturbing news from, from Celtic Park, right? This is so bad That you'll think I've made this up But genuinely Just don't shoot the messenger um, Mark Wilson is at the game tonight, Gordon, right? And for whatever reason <laughs> The car park attendant Thought he was Stephen Gerrard <laughs> So he got me mixed up I don't know He looks nothing like him, obviously But the car park attendant Thought he was either that or it's some really weird elaborate wind up. It's so strange I don't even really know what to Who told you that? What to make of it. No, it's actually come from a third party so far. But they I'll, thought he like, I'll get his take on it on Thursday night. This is a guy that comes in here every Thursday and says you're a Celtic legend, the car park <laughs> attendant doesn't even recognise him. I don't know what's worse about it. it's I mean, strange. I, yeah. Oh. Can you see the resemblance, Roger? Um, no. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the two of them are decent players. Eh? Two, two. <laughs> Two, two legendary SPFL managers <laughs> Yeah <laughs> oh, The breaking manager turns up as Stephen Gerrard Oh I've heard it all now Can't wait for Thursday Get him on I think we'll move on Right uh, Tonight's teaser is this uh, Just let me say first of all Full time At Clyde1.com That's the address You need to send in questions like this Murray McDonald Has been in touch tonight Thank you to Murray He's looking for nine Non-old firm players who left Scotland for a bigger fee than the reported 2 million QPR are set to pay for Lyndon Dykes. 
So can you name nine non-Old Firm players Who left Scotland for a bigger fee Than Any the reported Stephen 2 Fletcher? million Any time scale? Um, no Stephen Fletcher? Um, I don't think there is a time scale And what I will say, listen Let's have a bit of I know there's always a bit of Debate about transfer fees And, and all the rest of it You know, they can be reported In different ways But I think I think we're pretty much On I think we're accurate I don't think there's going to be too much to argue about Stephen Fletcher? Yes Hibs to Burnley Just over 4 million I think that one was The big one Craig Gordon Yep Top of the tree Hearts to Sunderland 9 million Gary O'Connor No Just under I think Ah Yeah So it's the kind of the top 9 We're looking for John McGinn Yeah Alright we'll leave mm-hmm. it there We've got John McGinn Craig Gordon Stephen Fletcher You can play along Good one this I'm sure you'll all have some suggestions Nine Non-old firm players Who left Scotland for a bigger fee Than the reported 2 million That QPR are set to pay For Lyndon Dykes It's 01419511025 On the phone uh, Let's go to Celtic Park If we can Because I think Andrew McLean's going to Recap the teams And has got a bit of clarity on, on perhaps the shape That Celtic might look to play This evening Andrew Yeah there was a bit of talk About whether it would be A back four Or a back three For Celtic I can confirm that Neil Lennon will be starting With a back four So I'll run through That team again Income near Beaton And Hatem Abdelhamid Out go Christopher Ayer and Jeremy Frimpong, so it's Vasilis Barkas that starts in goal. Hatim Abdelhamid near Beaton, Christopher Julian and Greg Taylor across the back. Scott Brown and Callum McGregor, the holding midfielders, with James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Mohamed El Yunusi in behind Odson Edward. The substitutes for Celtic, Bain, Frimpong, Ayer, Cham, Rogic, Klamala and the man looking to make his debut tonight, Albion Ayeti. Jerry is a Celtic fan in Erskine. What do you make of that team, Jerry? Well, I've just phoned up there um, um, trying to get on before I send my call up now. I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. I thought, what on earth is he is he using two holding midfielders at Celtic Park against that kind of team? Now, I was expecting them to be a bit more dynamic with the the, um, the actual lineup. I mean, there's not a single Celtic player I'm thinking would agree that would have picked that team tonight or would have guessed. Something Lennon's very, very difficult to, to second guess. I mean, we've been hearing for about three years that we'll need to use Brown sparingly and you know, he'll be he'll just be selected for specific games and the big games. But um, this is a game where he should have probably been been left out. I'm pretty certain he'll come off right enough. But we need to get some uh, minutes into Rogic's legs because um, the chances of him playing 90 minutes for Celtic ever again is, is pretty low. Um, and Sham is probably champing it a bit, or in champing it a bit, if you like. Oh, um, get, oh I see what you did there, Jerry. <laughs> to, to get a game and. Um, McGregor has never been I've never been a big fan of McGregor to be honest to me he's too hesitant yeah. and I, I just don't I'm um, hesitant and indecisive uh, too many times um, well, well, like, quite a lot Let, let's let's take them bit by bit Jerry because you've covered a lot of ground um, what's the, the tagline you know all about opinions and we hear a lot going I've never heard any criticism really for Callum McGregor yeah, but uh, Jerry's got his own opinion. Yeah, but I'm asking you, I do you agree? agree? No, no, I don't agree. I don't agree at all. And I don't agree with him with Scott Brown either. It's not like uh, we're three, four months into the season. Scott Brown has got to be a big player for Celtic this season. He needs minutes in his legs as well. Um, two holding midfield players, you've got to remember they're at home, but look at the attacking options I've got. The two fullbacks will play very high. You'll get Forrest, El Yanusi, two what you call wingers. You've got Ryan Christie and you've got Edward up top. So you've got plenty of attacking options in there. You've got to have people that gets the ball and plays these balls to 
guys into positions to get in and put balls in and score goals. And McGregor is first class at that. Uh, Brown's the captain, the leader. So no, I, uh, Jerry makes his uh, his uh, points, but I totally disagree. Roger, with Roger, is this the type of game Celtic could look to start going without Scott Brown? Um, we've had this debate for at least two or three seasons now. Um, probably since even before Brendan Rodgers came to the football club I don't see I can only go with my own eyes I don't see Scott Brown's influence diminishing at all um, I don't see him slowing down We have the paciest of players I don't really see him slowing down If anything His, his influence on those around him is growing And I think that's why Neil Lennon continues to select them There must be something at the back Of Neil Lennon's mind that thinks I probably could leave Scott Brown out But A he doesn't deserve to be left out. And what happens if it goes wrong if I do leave him mm. out? Jerry. Well, um, I think no, I think this is um I mean I'm not saying I don't uh, uh McGregor's not my favourite, but I don't think he's a bad player as such. But certainly a, a game like tonight, uh, to keep on saying as as, as Roger agreed there, that um, for three seasons we keep saying that he's gonna be doing less stuff. Tonight we needed to do something a bit more, getting them they were a bit stale against Kilmarnock with that same Front five, and I think they needed something a wee injection here just to get them a bit more free flowing and find out, you know, um, just to bring in a bit of flair. And this is the type of game that would have been ideal for that. Um, so I, I certainly wouldn't have played both of them tonight. Um, two holding midfielders against Reykjavik at home and a 1 0 for fair, don't think so. What do you make of that, Gordon, tactically then? Forget the, for who you know who they are because mm-hmm. uh, we hear this a lot, but Celtic. Pretty much always play that way, don't they? And you know, unless it's yeah, that's a formation, and they play it because everyone knows it, Gordon. They know their jobs, their responsibilities, and their roles within that. I I eventually see once the season's up and running, uh, any two three months, I'd be very surprised if Celtic aren't playing the formation in a three five two. I think they'll definitely go to two strikers. There's, I just think that Neil Lennon likes that formation when he had Griffiths up there. With Edward, I thought it worked brilliantly. Uh, obviously, new signings have come in, um, but they're not up to speed yet. Or Neil doesn't think it's the right time. But I've just, I've, I've no problems with, you know, people. I, I heard this about a season, two seasons ago, when it was Scott Brown was left out, and every and Celtic were steamrolling teams, and people saying, "Well, we don't need Scott Brown," and then all of a sudden, Scott, Scott Brown, Celtic are a better team with Scott Brown in it. Let's let's be frank about that. They're a better team with Scott Brown in it. McGregor's a fantastic talent. I don't see any problem in the f- formation tonight because I think they've got enough attacking mm. players. Two fullbacks, two wide guys, Christie and the main man up front. They'll get plenty of attacking options. Jerry, are you hoping you'll see I'll be in a Yeti at some point? I think it'll be. I think he'll be on, but uh, I don't think it was going to get half an hour. And I know there's only nine, there's only seven substitutes tonight, so the the nine doesn't count for the for Europe. I noticed. I, I noticed that. Well, yeah, I, I have to say, I'm actually not sure about that. I, I presumed it was nine subs. Um, I don't know yeah, whether maybe. Surprised. I don't know whether you know you don't actually need to name them all. So I don't know whether they was just uh-huh. chosen to choose seven or whether that is the rule for the qualifiers I'm not sure Would you expect to see him at some stage given a good run out a Yeti Yes well the, the manager said yesterday he would yeah I, I would expect Celtic to be 2 3 nothing up and then somebody will get a rest and a Yeti will go on Yeah I wouldn't be surprised if he's comfortable at half time Gordon um, that he changes at half time 
Or he does It's a usual with managers It's just something I think you get The coaching courses 60 minutes right Make the change um, But I certainly think He will give him a run out Tom Rogic Needs a bit of game time So he's got, If you look at his bench The bench is very strong I've got to say So I think he'll be looking To get this game put to bed And then he'll just use the players Where he feels fit To get them you know, up to sharpness. Yeah, I'll be in a Yeti a bit to go fitness-wise. It might not be the, the toughest test or the biggest game. I was interested to see Roger Neil Lennon's comments in the newspapers this morning. Stylistically, he was liking him to Gary Hooper. Yeah. Of similar types. Well, that set the bar high because Gary Hooper was one of the better Celtic centre-forwards of the last decade. And I know Dembele and Edouard have raised the bar in recent times. But Hooper... Two million pounds from Scunthorpe, whatever he was, was a terrific centre forward in his day for Celtic. If a Yeti can replicate what Gary Hooper did, he'll be a decent mm. signing. Yeah, Gordon, I think it, just in terms of Neil Lennon talking about how he likes to to knock into defenders and, and hold the ball up, he says he's a, an intelligent striker. So even although it might not be the the toughest test tonight, it would it would still be good to get a, a look at him and see if he can see some of those strengths. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's been brought in with a good reputation, Gordon. Big money for him, obviously. Uh, Gary Hooper. Um, the one thing about Hooper was he was a, a very good box player. His movement in the eighteen yard box was excellent. He was a finisher. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does bring to the table I'd like to see him If he gets an opportunity tonight And they do go two up Rather than play with Clamalla No disrespect to him Because I think he'll get an opportunity uh, Further down the line I'd like to just see tonight Even for 15-20 minutes Play with Edward Because if they're going to play two up top You'd imagine the now With Griffiths out the picture a little bit That would be the, the, the pairing Good man Jerry, good to hear from you tonight 0141-951-1025 We're looking for nine non-old firm players Who left Scotland for a bigger fee Than the reported 2 million that QPR are paying for Lyndon Dykes Guys like Craig Gordon, 9 million Stephen Fletcher over 4 John McGinn from Hibs to Villa I'll take one from you Gordon I'm going to go down the Hamilton route Because you've been a bit quiet uh, McCarthy or MacArthur, one or two, maybe oh, two Pick one I'll go two of them No I'll go Mac. Carter. No I'll go McCarthy Yes <sighs> Hamilton to Everton What about the full back No Hamilton to Wigan Yeah to Wigan first Sorry yeah, yeah. Christian Daly Nope Did Patterson for Hearts Go for big money No No wonder <laughs> um, What about Ryan Gold Yes Oh Roger Take it away and One, two, three, four, five He's pal What about the captain of Scotland Andy Robertson Did Yes, all. that's six Three to get We'll get them next And kick off at Celtic Park as well Number one for football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're underway at Celtic Park Celtic against Kiara Reykjavik In Champions League qualifying uh, With 20 seconds on the clock It's obviously goalless But we'll keep you up to speed On anything that happens Between now and and us going off here just before 8 o'clock What these guys have to do Is put their heads together And come up with answers for this teaser We're looking for 9 players 9 non-Old Firm players Who left Scotland for a bigger fee Than the reported 2 million That QPR are set to spend on Lyndon Dykes They're doing pretty well They've got Craig Gordon James McCarthy Stephen Fletcher Andy Robertson John McGinn And Ryan Gold Christopher Wren 
is throwing a few guesses in. He's got the scatter gone out. He's got a few wrong. He's got John McGinn right though, the way that you guys did. Um, I'll help you out. Mark Blakey got in touch. He went for the likes of Lee McCulloch, James McFadden. Neither of them are correct. What What did you come up with during the break? Um, what about David Weir? No. I've come up with nothing. Mm. Colin, 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 Colin Cameron. Surprise. No, they're all a bit more recently. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'd say so. Couple of surprising ones in here, I must say. Ooh. Yeah, and I mean it was. I, I double checked where possible. It was Murray McDonald who sent the question in to full time at Clyde One dot com. What did Liverpool pay for Tony Gallagher? And he no. went from Falkirk no. no. Ben Aberdeen player there, Rog. Nah, don't waste your time. There'll no be an Aberdeen no, player there, Rog. No, no. Motherwell, have they got him? Two million? No. McFadden, what was one point two five or no. thereabouts? Is that all? I thought he was more. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. Turnbull was set to yeah. blow out the water, wasn't he? Yeah. But um, well it's not Livy Because their record I think David Fernandez To go to Celtic Yeah 1 million mm. um, What about What about the lad What was it down south What yeah. Got to move down south Well, well moved out of Scotland. No, Just left Scotland oh, right. I was thinking a midfield player At Kilmarnock uh, What was his name <laughs> Such a great clue Mm-hmm. 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 Can't remember his name. No. Odson Edward flashes ahead header towards goal. It's comfortably saved by the Reykjavik goalkeeper. Uh, but Celtic showing their intent early on. Two and a half minutes gone. Greg Taylor getting down the left, swinging it across 10 yards out the header. Uh, just a bit straight at the goalkeeper. Well, they've um, we'll started well. They've we'll started up. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that was a good chance, Gordon. Should do better. Uh, well, you can say he hit the target, but with the quality he's got, finds a corner, that's in the back of the net for me. What um what price did Inverness get for Marius Nikolai? No. No. Not there. Uh let's speak to Gary, who's a Rangers fan from East Cobright. Hi Gary. Hi there, hi Gordon. Gordon and Roger, how hi, you doing? Not right? bad at all, Gary. What's on your mind? Hey, just a couple of wee things, right? First I'm listening to you tonight and last night about uh the Livingston game, but first off, uh Ross McCrory. Really like to wish him all the best going to Aberdeen. I think it's a sensible move on his part. Time to move on and try some pastures new. Uh, bit disappointing you listen to some of the Rangers fans and all you hear is this play for the jersey and put the boot in surely we're a wee bit better than that now you know we're, we're trying to build a football team and no harm to the boy he's still going to get a game in that midfield with the players that are there uh, so I think he's the right move and really I want to wish him all the best mm. moving on yeah I mean uh, Steve, Stephen Gerrard seems to think so Roger would that be your personal take as well I know you said you, you like him Um well, listen, it's neither here nor there whether I like him. The, the bottom line is, Stephen Gerrard I get that, but doesn't think there's I'm, going I'm to asking, be a space I'm asking, for him there. I'm asking your opinion. Imagine you're in charge. Would you have tried harder to find a space for him, or is it the right time? Has he reached the ceiling? He's not going to break into that midfield. I tend to think most of us are agreed he's probably reached the ceiling. I think going to Portsmouth and playing so many games at a decent level last season, he finished up in the playoffs with them. Um, they could easily have gone to Wembley for a playoff final. I think that's whetted his appetite for regular first team football. Um, he could have gone back down south. He could have gone to Hibernia. He's ended up going to Aberdeen. I'll be fascinated to see how Derek McInnes uses them. I think the the belief has to be that he's going to be in that midfield holding role. Perhaps not. We don't know. But we wish him well. We hope he does well because we want all mm. young Scottish players to 
to fulfil their potential and, and listen who's to say he's not going to make it into the Scotland squad at some time in the future yeah, Gary I think you know him and Greg Doherty seem to be getting lumped together because you know two young Scottish midfielders both look like they're on the way out the club do they both fall into the same category for you you know likeable but just not going to break in yeah, I think, I mean, Greg Doherty offers a wee bit more going forward, but obviously, I mean, he's, he's seen day in and day out at Ivox, so they obviously a lot of coaches, really, the opinion is that he's no better than what the first team midfielders would be. Uh, I mean, if that brings me on to my next point, I mean, the Livingston game, and I mean, I think a wee bit of overreaction, you know, we've not conceded a goal yet, we're top of the league. Just quickly, Gary, just sorry to interrupt Celtic, I've just gone a goal up on Reykjavik, El Yunusi, rounding the keeper and tapping in five minutes. On you go. Okay, no, great news. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think what Sunday demonstrated, I mean, the only thing I would label against Stephen Gerrard and Sunday was why on earth do you play two defensive midfielders when they've got ten in defence? It just didn't make sense. And really, they overplayed the ball throughout the middle of the park and the play match slow in the build up you then you know you're losing your cutting edge because by the time you play that slow you get thirty yards out and they're in the eighteen yard box defending, you're never going to get behind them. But I think what that demonstrates is what Rangers are missing. And you know, the best example I could ever give was Ian Durant, that sort of player who could link up with the forwards and then go past the forwards into the box. Rangers are screaming out for that type of player. And I think that's all they're really missing. At this moment in time And my final point would be Listen to Roger Hanna saying I'm not expecting any excuses about the pitch and the surface Really in all honesty You shouldn't be playing football on that You should be hoovering it That's what you should be doing <laughs> My mum had a capital of that in the 70s So no, we don't play football on that Not at this level uh, listen, I would tend to agree with you Gary I've stepped on that pitch at Livingston I've been on the majority of those pitches The point I'm making is you know, the genie's out the bottle now they, they won't be voted back out of the league So, whether we like it or not And I tend to agree with you The answer's not The, the clubs just need to go on with it You would have been wearing a, a gentleman's loafer though Knowing you as I do, something like that That wouldn't it wouldn't take on that surface, would it? You'd be all over the place yeah, Sliding but Listen, anything you know, you don't slide, you stick On some of these Rogers pitches. is sort of loafer, moccasin man Would you say, Gordon? Can you imagine him mm. turning up there on a Saturday? Yeah, I, I would use other words, but we'll leave that for another day. <laughs> uh, well, what about Gary's serious point about the, you know, what Rangers need in that midfield? Because I think that's going to be quite an interesting one going forward. Is that is that what's next there, for Rangers? There's, there's been a big reaction from Rangers supporters after. Well, I'm not talking get, just about Livingston. Um, you know, he, he mentions Ian Durant. I think everybody would love that type of player. Um, Ian Durant was absolutely fantastic. That going from the middle to front and going by the strikers. And scoring goals, uh, linking up. Um, yeah, I think I think the manager will be looking to get someone else in the middle of the park um, to do that role. But they have to come by. They've got players there that they're looking at. You know, if teams like Aberdeen, for instance, that play the high line, you had Kent going by them, and you know, runners or Ebo can uh, be a runner as well. So I don't go with the. I, I, I'm not getting too caught up with the formation that people are talking about with the two certain midfield players. I said after maybe an hour, an hour of the game, yeah, you could probably change it. But I don't think it was down to the formation of two mm. certain midfield players at the weekend. I just think it was a case of Livingston fought very well and deserved a point. I mean, Roger, Rangers were linked for a long time with Bongani Zungu. Um, yeah. That deal, I don't know if that's going to go ahead. It looks less likely now than it did. Um, Greg Doherty looks like he's leaving. Ross McCrory is now leaving. So adding those pieces together, is, is that still... 
an area that, that Rangers will do something in. Yeah, I would imagine. Listen, there's a long time to go yet. Um, several weeks until the window closes on October the 5th. Um, a lot of games between now and October the 5th. Um, I think Rangers would like to strengthen in the midfield. But you, you never know what happens for football clubs. There could be unforeseen injuries that force your hand elsewhere. Celtic perhaps went looking for a left back. And they now are because of an unforeseen situation. So you can never tell what's going to happen. I would think that once... You know, McCrory's gone I think Doherty will go Jamie Murphy might go as well You might see others Jordan Jones perhaps might go And that will all free up wages mm-hmm. It'll all free up funds And I think there could be another More attacking midfield player perhaps brought in You got anyone in mind for that role Gary Or are you, are you leaving it to someone else to identify? I'll hopefully leave it to Mr <laughs> Gerald To find the right guy but, I mean it's, what, what we're saying about See that type of game When they're defending 10 Almost on the 18 yard line mm-hmm. And you can't get in behind You know The Aberdeen game Yeah they played a high line So you're going to get The likes of Ken And Barisic And Tavio again behind But if you can't get in behind You're needing someone to run Directly from the centre midfield And I just thought The midfield was slowing the game up too much So we were getting Right on top of them What a basketball game That's probably the best way to describe it you know, where everybody sits in the room about the 18-yard area and defends the basket. That's what it was like on Sunday. Oh, well, Gary, we watch with interest to see what happens next in the transfer window. Thanks a lot for getting in touch. You're a good man. That was Gary in East Kilbride. Celtic 1, Reykjavik 0. Ten minutes gone. Odson Edward with another good chance to make it two. Uh, but he fires at the goalie and it comes back off him and out for a goal kick. So um, it's about as comfortable as we expected, Gordon. Yeah, it's easy street for Celtic. It'll be a case of how many they want to score tonight. Right, how many more in the teaser then? You've got three to get Players who, non-old firm players who left Scotland For more than the two million that Livy are going to get I'm still getting back to the midfield player And I can't remember his name Somebody mm. help me Some of these are the last three Kermander, are tricky how about, how about David Goodwillie? Yep, well done ah, Roger, Dundee United to The last two really tricky who, Are they a command midfield player there? No. Put me out my misery what about, No idea what you're on about What about Don Cowie? No Craig Conway? No Liam Lindsay? Nope Scott Allen when he first went to West Brom One Scottish One's a Scottish international One's absolutely not They both Left Hearts Ryan McGowan No And they both went to English teams Beginning with the letter W Incidentally Went to Wolves from Hearts Not Colin Cameron Wolves Or Edgar Johnson Scottish international that one Was on loan at Dundee last season hey. Ended up wearing the number 7 Inexplicably Christoph Berra cost how much? Yeah Apparently so Christoph Berra And the last one Hearts to West Brom Roman Bednar Roman Bednar There we go We got there in the end That was tricky but doable Thank you to Roger And Gordon Celtic One up at the moment Join us tomorrow night For a full look back On whatever happens For the remainder of the game At Celtic Park Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy Are here Make sure you join us And Callum Gallagher Is up next